Osiris. Hey, this is Robert Walter of Robert Walter's 20th Congress. This podcast is part of the Osiris Podcast Network. To episode 78 of the Bluest Tape, I'm Harvey Couch, alongside Jeff Kolath. And thanks for joining us as we take our somewhat weekly journey through the live catalog of Widespread Panic. Uh, Jeff, how are things? Things are all right. How are things with you? Uh, they're good. Um, I hope everybody's having a uh, great holiday season. Um, we won't get into the war on Christmas on this podcast. Or we're gonna do a whole episode of "Baby, It's Cold Outside." We're gonna just <laughs> over and over and over again. That is the dumbest. I'm Fav- sorry, dumbest thing okay. I've heard in a long time. So, favorite version of "Baby, It's Cold Outside." Well, this is gonna sound super cheesy, and I will say this partially because I can't think of another version besides the original, which one of the radio stations here in Memphis played it played it and then stopped in the middle of it and then explained what the point of the song actually was. Um, how there's nothing wrong here. There's nothing going on here. This is a party uh-huh. song, which uh-huh. is true. Um, and it was something that the, the guy, the couple that wrote it, you know, wrote it for themselves as a married couple. But anyway, um, this is going to sound super cheesy. Uh, I like the only one I can really think of is the one that Zoe Deschanel sings in Elf. Yes, that's it. That's the one. That's the only choice. Yes, that's the only winner, one. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. How about Will Ferrell that? and Zoe Deschanel in the bathroom at, yes. uh, at, the, at the department store when she's taking a shower. <laughs> so good. I love that movie. That is uh, that is hot. top. That's top three Christmas movie for me. Yes. What are your other uh, top Christmas movies? Uh, number one is Christmas Vacation. Uh-huh. Uh, I would put Elf at two, and uh, at three is Die Hard. Ah, I was just gonna ask: Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Of course, of course it is. Of course it is. As is Die Hard Two. Um, <laughs> even though Die Hard Two came out in July, but it's still uh-huh. it, it took did. place in Christmas, and Christmas is a big part it of the movie. So much ass. Um, both of those movies do. I would. I. Uh, I will go. Christmas Vacation and Elf are probably my top three. And then I will go with the classic It's a Wonderful Life because I'm such a yeah. sucker for the ending. Yeah. So. Oh, no. I mean, and it's like that's that's a tough list, man. I mean, there's some good choices. And, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Know, Miracle on 34th Street is really good. And, you know. Die. Die hard. Of course, yeah. I mean, it's just don't, anyway, don't even give me that. It's a Christmas movie. Let's just move on. Um. Okay, so that was a small digression, but um, this episode is about one of my favorite places to see Watch Bank play, and that is the fabulous Fox Theater in Atlanta. Have you had Have you had the the pleasure of seeing the band play at the nope, Fox? I haven't. So oh you, man. You- you're carrying the water this episode, buddy. Okay. Yeah. It's a pretty awesome place, and I'm pretty jealous of the folks that are uh, headed down there this year. I'm sure those will be some great shows and um, great venue, great shows. And so um, 
my idea was to go, you know, just do a little bit of a retrospective on uh, on the venue. I, I threw it out on uh, Facebook for folks to, you know, give their suggestions of the of their favorite um, performances or moments at uh, at the Fox, and um, it was it was an interesting. You know, I'll throw out a few of the. Uh, and so, what's funny is. Which surprised me, although it really sh- probably shouldn't, is the number of responses from after 1998. <laughs> and it, it was like those weren't even in my, you know, in my range of thought that it would be any of that. But apparently, there were some really good shows in 15 and and you know, I guess 17, 17. maybe. So um, I'm assuming yeah. that the number one pick was. Uh, Three twenty five oh five when the band played the first when the clowns come home right. Uh, no, I think it was the, wasn't that the first uh, second skin I think I that was uh, the twenty yeah. fourth. Okay, and then the first good people Mayor Glass be filled on the twenty sixth. Uh, now was those that are fine. was that run when they did like the live broadcast in the movie theater? Wasn't uh, that from that run? I feel like they did like a live simulcast that I went to a movie theater and watched. Uh, I think it you. was that run. Yeah. Um, okay. No, there was. I'm just going to throw a few of them out. There was uh, a lot of a lot of uh, '97. A lot of the history set seemed to be the thing that a lot of people talked about. Uh-huh. Um, one vote for the Orange Blossom special uh, from 12:30 '97. A lot of people like the Hallelujah, which was I guess that was. 15 maybe jessica was in 15 uh, jessica, that was the one yeah. that everybody loves uh fab fab fox fest jam which is awesome um one of my favorite jb isms somebody brought up richard wally mentioned i hope i got your name right uh was at the end of the history set when uh when jb introduced jojo and said last little bit of the story jojo came along couldn't shake him <laughs> which is fantastic and um yeah and so that was just you know those are a few of those thoughts so the thing that um you know i mean i think a lot of people have, i didn't we didn't want to i didn't want to do the history set everybody's i think you know if you're listening That's to this podcast you've heard too. that you've heard that said it was an official release um but what i kind of wanted to dig into was like as i went back and listened to these shows it struck me that um, like you could almost, I feel like you could make an argument that you could find a, almost find like a best version of a song at any of these. Like if you wanted to find the best version of Hatfield or the best version of junior or whatever, like you could find one at a Fox show and um, <laughs> like my favorite version, you're going to hear it tonight. I think my favorite version of Hatfield is from the Fox in 96. I think my favorite version of Henry Parsons is from the Fox in 96. I think my favorite version of picking up the pieces is from the Fox. I mean, it's just, there's so many, uh, epic, um, takes on shows. I just, I think they more recently, they've started to do more, you know, quote unquote bust outs, but 96, 97, 98. I mean, there were, there was their sh- there was a share of bust outs. Don't get me wrong, but it was like the mo at the Fox was just balls to the wall, primal panic. You know what I mean? Like it just every song is going to be as good as it can possibly be, the best version of itself. Period. Um. So and we played what 
I well, obviously, I, I, clearly, I said that it's the best Papa's Home ever because I said it was the best yes. piece of music that we played on the Blue Escape, which, which I mean, is the disco 90, Papa's from the ninety-seven opener. Yeah. Um, here's some. Here's a trivia question for you, Harvey. Thank, courtesy of the Everyday Companion. When is the first time that Widespread Panic played at the Fox Theater? Um, like what? Like a date or a year? Is a year good enough? Yes, a year. I'll say ninety. I'll say Thanksgiving ninety-one. So that would be the guess that most people would probably say. It's actually April of ninety when they played <laughs> in the Egyptian Ballroom for the Lovett Academy Senior Prom. Oh, oh man! Oh. With stop go, stop go, first set, stop go, traveling light, Conrad, Wrangler, AFD, Pigeons, C Brown, Walk On, Rock, Port Song, and then second set, Sleepy Monkey, Mr. Soul, Proving Ground, Holden, Love Tractor, Heaven, Coconut. I I don't know if if anybody that's listening to this was in the the senior class at Love, um, Love It Academy. Academy in uh, in spring of 1990. But if you were, please reach out. Or if you know <laughs> anybody who was, get them in touch because I want to know what that was like. We will give to you go the floor to, the... <laughs> to tell us. I'm, I would I would be willing to bet that there is somebody at least within, if not listening, with within one. Um, one degree of separation. One degree of separation that that went to the Lovett School. I mean, I would think that's. I mean, it's in Atlanta. You know, I would say there's probably a decent chance that somebody either listening went or knows somebody who went. And so then we it's just down to finding somebody that was there in 1990. So yes. uh, if that's the case, let us know. Also, again, because Everyday Companion is such an awesome website, I'm like I'm always learn things that you didn't know, such as they played four shows at some at a place called the Pita Potpourri. In 1988. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was uh, that was a good run. In, uh... <laughs> that's pretty awesome. That's a great name for. Is that in South Carolina? No, that's in Atlanta. Oh, it's in Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. But they uh, they uh... great pitas there. Awesome tzatziki pita. sauce. Have you ever had the tzatziki <laughs> sauce at the pita potpourri? <laughs> the pita potpourri, known for it. known for it. Um, yes, I was out at the Fox, and you know, looking at some of these other suggestions, there's some pretty good stuff from 2015. I think the people uh, made some good recommendations. Uh, the second night that year, Randall Bramblett set in on a bunch of stuff, and the set list is great. And the New Year's Eve, uh, the Leonard Cohen tribute at the end of the first set with First We Take Manhattan and Alleluia, and then. Both versions of our Panic Heroes, followed by David Bowie Heroes, uh, which is pretty cool. So that's a good uh, that's a good set. First Hard Rain's going to fall is that uh, that year too. So there is uh, there is a video on YouTube of the March twelfth Peter Popery set, and what? it is fantastic. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's it's really pretty awesome. Um, Oh, it man. looks like it looks like it was like an old Chi-Chi's. It has that like uh, curved <laughs> arch win- windows in the corner. I mean, it looks like a total shit show in there, but that is fantastic stuff. I'm well, gonna have to spend some time with that video. Yes, we're gonna have to share that one. Uh, um, do we have uh, recommendations before we get into the music? Um, oh, what was my? Oh, here's my recommendation for this year: is 
for football coaches to stop going for two because the card tells them to. <laughs> it's so maddening. I mean, I, I don't know how many times you see somebody go for two because, you know, it gives, it's supposed to give them a, you know, gives them a seven point lead or whatever. And it always ends up biting them in the ass because they don't get the one point that's essentially guaranteed. Um, I guess maybe in the NFL, now that the extra point is a little bit longer and, you know, that the percentage is a little bit lower, that it makes more sense to go for two more often. I don't know, but it just seems like so often they'll try to go for two and they don't get it. And then it ends up like the scenario, you know, you not, I get it in like the last three minutes of the game, you know, where, you know, there's a limited number of scores can happen, but if it's like late in the third quarter and it's going to put you up by seven and you don't get it. And now all of a sudden, you know, you kick a field goal and you're only up eight instead of nine. uh, It's just uh, maddening. So that's my recommendation this week is not to go for two because the card tells you. All right. I agree. I agree with you. So my recommendation is something that I teased the last episode, uh, but it's a new podcast or new to me podcast, but I think it's, it hasn't been out that long. Uh, it's the people that brought you dirty John. It's called Dr. Death, which is about a neurosurgeon in Texas who sadly went to medical school here in Memphis, um, at the university of Tennessee medical school who, it, it leaves you it leaves a lot to be discussed as to what this person's motivations were and why they did what they did but essentially it's the story of a apparently an ill-equipped neurosurgeon as he navigates his way through the Dallas Texas area medical system um, operating on some 38 people and either maiming paralyzing or killing 36 of them mm. not a good percentage Harvey not a good percentage. Um, but we listened to this entire podcast, all six episodes, while driving home uh, from Pensacola Beach a couple weekends ago. And it was fantastic, although it was horrifying, mm. especially when you're, they're talking about medical stuff and the person in the car next to you has just recently discovered that they're pregnant and is uh, going to be mm. undergoing some sort of medical issue. So that's my wife, Harvey. My wife's pregnant. What? Get out. <laughs> I like how you weren't even listening to what I said. That was pretty funny. Well, I thought maybe there was somebody else in the car. I didn't know that. No, no, I, was no. Like, oh, I wonder who they were traveling with. No, no, wow. no. Well, look at how that. About, look at that. Breaking news on the pod. A pod wow. baby. How about wow. that? Man. Wow. Well, that, I will tell you this. You're the only one who's going to be providing pod babies <laughs> from, from now on. But congratulations, Jeff. Uh, no Thanks. guarantees. But yeah, that's awesome. I thought you guys yeah. were one and done. Uh, one and done? Well, Actions have consequences, Harvey. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> true. Fair enough. Um, Fair enough. But well, that's yes, exciting. We were expecting a new member of the household and frequent, uh, likely podcast guest, I'm sure, yeah. sometime uh, in June. Another member of the, of the Panic Nation, June. Another wow. Panic Panic Nation child. Yep. So, um, are we gonna maybe we'll do a live pod on uh, on delivery day or? Oh yeah, it's 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 it'll be a scheduled uh, scheduled C section, so you know cool. it'll be it'll be relatively relaxed, easy breezy. I'm sure Jen will want to sit in and pick some of her uh, favorite uh, shows from the George era, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, maybe uh, some some early stuff. She she likes the early stuff, you know, so much, so so much. But uh, oh. but yeah. <laughs> well, that's fantastic, man. I'm excited. I'm yes. glad that you were you. Did you purposely save it for the pod to tell me? Or just, I did. Okay, I did. Nice, well played, yes. sir. Well played. I liked that you just passed. You just passed right over. It just sailed over your head. That was great. Um. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Let's get to um, some music. Yeah, well, oh, man, I'm off my game right now. It's like, holy crap. Just, um, Jesus, usually all Jeff talks about is reality TV and the same bourbon that he's drinking all the time and some weird record I haven't heard of, but, you know. Well, I should have known when you said you mixed up the bourbon that things were things were going different <laughs> in, your, in your life. It's not um, even bourbon; it's rye. I'm drinking rye, like, right. I, like I'm an I'm an adult all of a sudden. Uh, what was the last thing you were talking about before? Um, uh, Doctor Death, the podcast. That yeah. was the, last, uh, the recommendations, and now moving on to the uh, to the music part. I think that's that was the problem. Was I was looking up. Uh, Dirty John, because it's mm-hmm. now a TV show on Bravo. Did you know that? Yes, with uh, Tammy Taylor. Okay. With, uh, yeah, uh, Connie Britton and uh, Eric yeah. Bana. <laughs> yeah. So um, <laughs> that's what I was doing. I was actually working. I was I listened to you. I was I was I was going to add something <laughs> to the conversation, and then you drop the f-ing, I'm expecting another child. Now, what I'm a little disappointed about is that you didn't ask me, Hey, Harvey, is it a good idea to have two children? Cause we're thinking about it. And I would have said, I would have said, you know what, dude, it looks like you've got a pretty good life with your six year old son. And I don't know that I can tell you to go for it, but I'm super thrilled that you are. Cause I want to come think- hold, I want to come hold a newborn baby and say, Oh, isn't that cute? Okay. Here, that's yours. Yeah. I think the uh, I think we're going to benefit from the the gap. I think the yeah. gap is going to be manageable. I think. No, I think uh, that's that's probably good. I think honestly, there is, um, and welcome to you know, dad talk here on the Blue Estate. But <laughs> there isn't there a dad talk podcast on Osiris? There already? is, yeah, but it's good. It's interviews with other with dads, but um, yeah, the I would say the strategy for a second child is either to do it really quick so that you're just in the shit like you know what i mean you just go diapers 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 get it done and you're out Mm -hmm. or do like you did which is stretch it out and then you have like another person to help you know what i mean like whereas yeah yeah but you know most people are like oh yeah two and a half three and a half that's a good good separation it's like but in but in actuality what happens like what we did was you know you kind of you get out of the newborn and you like somewhat self-sufficient but not really (laughs) self-sufficient and then like (laughs) let's bring another newborn so you have two little people that can't do anything for themselves so yeah well that's awesome man Um, all right well so i guess we should i mean i don't even i'm not even like motivated to talk about music anymore i just want to talk about (laughs) dad things dad stuff dad Uh, stuff uh, all right well you you made the picks so but i'll I'll carry this segment so we're gonna start uh we're gonna do three segments for you today we're gonna do uh first two shows from the new year's run of 96 the first year that they did new year's at the fox um, starting off with the first night, twelve twenty nine, um, with 
a post drums with a special guest with special guests and then we'll close the segment out with a selection from the second set on new year's eve which harvey has proclaimed is his favorite hatfield ever and then the third next segment will be or the second segment will be 97 and the last segment will be two shows from 98 so let's get started with 96 12 96 from the fabulous fox in atlanta georgia widespread panic
anything to say? How grateful we are to be here right now.
right, for segment one, we did, covered 1996, uh, New Year's 96 at the Fox Theater in Atlanta. Uh, first night, 1229, right at the end of the second set, Feeling All Right with the band's good friend Kevin Kinney on guitar and vocals. The first Feeling All Right in 762 shows, dating back to August of 91. Followed up by Conrad. And then from New Year's Eve, the sec- from the second set of a three-set show, after a bar stools opener, A of D into Hatfield. And now Harvey, tell the listening audience why this version of Hatfield is you find it particularly striking. Um well, first things first on the ninety-six, I feel like this show is overlooked a little bit, being the first night of the of the three night run. But um there's some really good stuff in the first set with John Keane and then uh, some really good stuff with David Blackman in the second set, really big diner into drums. And then uh, this segment coming out with uh, Kevin Kenny on the feeling. All right. And that was sort of the MO for new year's, um, you know, really up until I guess 99 when they kind of got the bust out with what, with a wonderful world that they would like, you know, bring back one song. It was 95. It was Genesis 96. It was feeling all right. And, um, 97, obviously Ophelia wish you were here, but, um, this is a great version of feeling all right. I really thought Kevin brought a lot to it. And then, um, and then a great version of, uh, Conrad too. Um, and then yes, uh, Christmas Eve or Christmas Eve <laughs> gives you the mindset. New Year's Eve, um, a massive, you know, show, first like three set um new year show that we had had since you know i don't know it's been a long time and um first set with vic chestnut and then this second set again a little gets overlooked because the first set is vic chestnut third set's got just some really big stuff there um the great bar stools opener and then they go into this afd which has a nice sort of like lead out jam and then yeah the hatfield is so good i love um it's all about hauser you know usually you think of hatfield and it's like the jb raps and like how you know the story that he tells but to me it's just the way that that mikey lays on that 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 um just holds that note and keeps hitting it over and over again at the end um I just, I don't know. It stuck to, it really stuck me, stuck to me at the show. And it continues to, every time I listen to it, it gives me goosebumps. And, um, I also really love the, the sort of intro piano intro with the Jojo does leading into it. There you go. And now here's where you tell me that I'm crazy. No, I think, I mean, every, with, with exception, most of my favorite versions of songs are probably versions that I saw or you know concerts i was at like my favorite version of hatfield is 11 29 2000 from champagne um because i was at that show and it's an awesome show that gets overlooked because of the carbondale show a couple nights later that Mm -hmm. version of hatfield is crazy jb is just like talking just complete and total gibberish (laughs) and i remember uh i don't know if jane listens but jane clamp who uh used to saw some shows with her back in the day jane used to like spend time transcribing hatfield raps oh that's right yeah that was her and, thing uh, she used to put post those on digipanic spread, or, note, spread yeah. note or whatever and i remember doing that and thinking at the time it was i would again 
if somebody has the DigiPanic archive, I would really appreciate seeing it. Um, but that's like I'm some speaking, of the I'm speaking of, I don't know if I told you. So I talked to Ted about that, and yeah. it exists. Somebody has oh, it. Nice, good. Um, but I think they are uh, because we there was. I think the way Ted put it was there was an expectation of privacy back then that uh, does yeah. not exist anymore, <laughs> and, and it is attached to people's names and email yeah, addresses. Yeah, I get, yeah, that, I get that. And obviously, you know, everybody's younger, and that you know, I think that there, you know, maybe someday but not yeah. really anytime soon. And what I just begged him, I was like, man, can we just get like, can you find some super vanilla stuff, like some show reviews or like, can you just find our show reviews? Cause I really want yeah. to read what an idiot I was. That's yes. All. Yes. That's it. Like really, can you just do a, do a query for, uh, you know, stop go at Juno.com and fi- find all my posts from back in the day. Um, that would be that would just it would be beyond words actually if that we could i just love to see that stuff partially because i don't i don't have any of that stuff like i don't i didn't write them i didn't write them put you know write them in microsoft works or uh whatever or you know whatever i had on my computer at the time and then uh transcribe them over like there's no record of that stuff anywhere except for on Panic. so speaking of i've been kind of saving this for a while and you know i guess right now is as good a time as any um going going down that wormhole um i found when i was going through some stuff i found the the review of light fuse getaway that i wrote for the uh, kentucky colonel the 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 student newspaper at the university of kentucky uh from april 23rd 1998 awesome and i am not gonna i'm certainly not gonna read the entire thing and maybe at some point i will post it but i i'll just i'll give you like a paragraph just to give you a sense for my creative juices so god so terrible (laughs) um so this is how this is the this is the start of the article when the horde tour first initiated in 1992 by blues travelers john popper there were four bands fish spin doctors blues traveler and widespread panic those were the four prominent quote unquote jam bands of the day the spin doctors became an immediate mtv success and blues traveler followed closely thereafter that leaves us with fish and widespread panic we all know that since the summer of 1995, Fish has proudly and happily taken the torch from the Grateful Dead and led its hippies spinning and wandering into a scene that Ooh. has us wondering if Fish will soon wor- rule the world. <laughs> Hot take. What, what happened to widespread panic? Since 1992, it has easily played more than 100 shows a year and have slowly built one of the most loyal, rabid fan, base, fan bases around. Panic has gone from playing small venues as recently as 1993 to playing a show last weekend in the streets of downtown Athens, Georgia, drawing a mass of people from around the country with estimates ranging from 60 to 100,000 fans in attendance. Widespread Panic's forte is playing live. And then wow. I started going into, I break it down track by track. I think, uh, you know, to close, to close out 2018, I think this is, this is an, this is an epic episode. 
Like this is one. <laughs> this is one for the archives. This yeah. is one. This is the one we submit to the Library of Congress. Definitely, okay. or yeah. to the podcast okay. awards. <laughs> podcast awards. <laughs> oh man, that was good stuff. I'm. I. I. I'm impressed. You're I intrigued. Like you want to. You want to read the rest. I do. I want to. I want to hear more about what you think of Lightfuse Get Away. I think we should. We should I, I, why didn't Why didn't you bring that out for the? Uh, not Lightfuse. Yeah. I didn't. Didn't I didn't have it. I actually. The, I, uh, I didn't have it. I. I. I referenced oh, okay. it in the in the Lightfuse episode, and I said, mm-hmm. you know, one of these days I need to dig that thing out. And sure enough, I found it when I was looking oh, for. Man. That's great. Um, yeah, I was looking for my Stratomatic cards, and I found that. But oh, um, That's it was good yeah. Stuff. So so here's a, here's a hint. I liked the album quite a bit. And <laughs> what? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I thought it was really good, and I gave it a, a very good review. <laughs> so uh, so that anyway. was, that's amazing. Okay. Here, uh, well, let's- here, I just got the other thing that, that struck me because this is like the the entertainment section. Um, just a couple of the uh, the bands that were playing around uh, Lexington the week of April twenty third, nineteen ninety eight. Uh, NRBQ was playing at Linus. Uh, John the John Hartford Band was playing at the Kentucky Theater. Um, Peace in the Jones, which is a a terrible. Uh, hippie cover band uh was playing at linus sunny pain which was my buddy's band was playing at steak fest uh joe satriani <laughs> was at bogarts in cincinnati uh sean colvin was playing uh at the kentucky theater and uh and there was one other um a Sunvolt was at the brewery in Louisville on Friday night. And then coming up later in the summer, uh, Aerosmith at Freedom Hall, Fugazi at Bogarts, and Ben Folds 5 at Bogarts. So hmm. lots of things happening in the Lexington area in the spring of 98. Yeah. Strong. So uh, okay, what were yeah. we were we talking about? Something? I feel uh, this is like the second know. time that I've been sidetracked so I, this episode. Yeah. Somehow I think that was better than what I had to say. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. yeah no, so we did the, we did the uh, ninety seven. Right? Okay. Yeah, let's jump ahead yeah, to ninety seven. Okay. Tell us a little about tell us a little bit about where Harvey Couch was in uh, December ninety seven. Um, well, I got a pretty good story about this one too. So uh, my 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 current wife. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, didn't come out nearly as well as uh my wife who was then my girlfriend yeah. in december of 97 we had been together our first date was the palace in may of 97 uh and then we later we we went our separate ways for the summer we met up at mud island in july that was um like we hadn't seen each other in a couple months so that was pretty cool and then um we both went home for Christmas, but then and heard of Connecticut and meet in New Orleans. And then at New Year's, we met up in Atlanta. Bless her heart. She, her parents, I think, were going to Florida for New Year's and they were driving down I 95 from Connecticut, dropped her off somewhere on the coast of Georgia. And she rode a Greyhound bus from maybe like Savannah or something to Atlanta oh to meet, uh, to meet me. And my buddy and his girlfriend, who was one of her her roommates, uh, for the three nights at the Fox, which was uh, so that was you know some memories for sure, and um, 
the first night was really good obviously that disco papas that we played was um on fire the rest of the night was you know pretty straightforward and then um after the second the 1230 of 96 had high hopes for the 1230 and 97 and uh i think the show definitely lived up to it there's uh just some great moments i mean there's some really good stuff in the first set and then um obviously the uh the stuff that that i picked out uh which is um from the second set and uh was what pre-drums yeah pre-drums with um david blackman and uh, reverend jeff Mosier, and uh is some really great stuff but uh yeah obviously the end of the first set has got the avis orange blossom special and then second set starts off just nasty with proving ground fishwater proving ground sleepy monkey uh, and then um, the post drums of this show was really great too so this is i think if you had uh this is on on the um mount rushmore i think the show of the of, of the fox panic fox shows you think uh, I mean, it's yes, it's I mean, a good top one. Top four uh, Panic Fox shows. I don't know. I mean, I guess I don't know. Maybe. You could... Yeah, I mean, I think probably the next night, ninety-seven, yeah. um, New Year's ninety-seven is probably it's the best New be Year's there, show. Yeah. Tell thirty ninety-six, um, yeah. and I mean, I think one two ninety-eight's badass. Yeah. Um, yeah. Too. Um, did did you like stick around was... for that one, or did did you stick around no. for that show, or did you go home? No, we went home, and I mean, I think that was one of those where I mean, obviously, you can only like afford so much, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So many tickets, so many nights at the Days Inn, and um, <laughs> but I think what it was was like the you know we did the mail order and got the three nights for the, and then they released they announced the January second later, right? And it was like a Ticketmaster thing, and I feel like maybe we tried and couldn't get them or like, you know what I mean? It was just, we couldn't get four together cause we were all four together and, um, and we were just like, ah, oh, you know, we can't, but then I think my buddy ended up staying a little bastard, um, and went solo, you know, got scored, tick scored a miracle or something. And, um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's a great show that January 2nd show for sure. So, right. yeah. So Let's here's the, here's the, um, Second set of twelve thirty ninety seven. Like I said, set starts proving ground, fishwater proving ground, sleepy monkey makes sense to me, which is like a little mini set into itself. And then um and then David Blackman, Jeff Mosier come out and uh do this exploration uh into in from driving song into drums. So
123097 from the fabulous Fox Theater in Atlanta, Georgia. That was the second set into drums, driving song into picking up the pieces, into driving song, into jam, into driving song. And um, Everyday Companion calls that a, uh, a jingo jam, which is pretty awesome with uh, David Blackman and um, Jeff Mosier. And I think at the very end, maybe Kambutu came out leading into drums. Um, I think it's, it's a tough call between this and the picking up the pieces with Branford from uh, Boston 97. But I think that's the conversation is these two versions. Yeah. They're both, I mean, they're both pretty great, but the stuff with uh Blackman and Mosier, I mean, orange Blossom special in the first set. And the Avis is-, is awesome too. Right before yeah. that. Um, yeah. yeah. This is just, this is a band. I really feel like it, you know, at its, maybe at its peak. I mean, I know that they, it came up like they probably got beyond this between 97 and 02, mm-hmm. but as far as when you would go see them and they were better every time that it was just like, this was the moment where you're like, God, can they get any freaking better? Like they are just <laughs> dominating every time I see. And, uh, I feel like this to me, this is like, this was the last time that I saw them where every time was better than the time before it. So I guess that's why it, it, well, I mean, I'm not saying that I didn't see better shows after this. I'm just saying that every time this was maybe my, you know, 15 or 20th show, these, this run. And I think every show that I saw, you know, prior to this was better than the one I saw before. Sure. Uh, And this was the last time that happened. I mean, not the last time it happened, but like, you know, after this time, the next time I saw him wasn't as good as this. And then, you know, I would occasionally see one that was like, oh, that was a fine show, but it wasn't like life changing, you know? Sure. Oh, wow. That's, I'm going to, I mean. Does that make sense? I mean, it totally makes sense. I feel like we could, I feel like this is something that we could talk about for a long time, but we've already talked enough for this episode. Yeah, fair, fair, Uh, fair. I didn't mean to drop that. Let's bring this topic back. yeah. Let's bring this topic back uh, in the future. I think that would put be it on the good. put it on the share doc. Yeah. All right. So um, anyway, great. This is great playing, and um, and I really I like the show a lot. So and I mean, we didn't even play the post drums, riders, chili, and then the the, <laughs> the dream song encore. So uh, yeah, massive show. Um. So let's jump ahead to uh ninety eight where you were not at 98. I was not. And I, I do in a lot of ways to regret it because there's some really awesome playing and I'm not as familiar with 98 as obviously as, cause I just wore the hell out of 96 and 97. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's some really good stuff in 98. I mean, just really good. The, the, um, the two segments that we're going to play, um, the first one from the 29th, the encore. And then, uh, the segment from New Year's on twelve thirty one. I mean, that is like that is some of the best like playing. I mean, around they're just. I don't even know how else to put it. And just like they're just relentless. I mean, it's like stretching out everything and just no wasted space and no like, you know, no um, indecision. You know what I mean? Like they're just one hundred percent on the same page. We're playing with playing intention. with intention. There you yes, go. Um, absolutely. I think 
I mean, you know, you're talking about starting off the 97 run with that disco papa's 98. It was last dance machine bar stools, ride me Mm -hmm. high C Brown. That's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then vacation post drums, the first night stop, go cream puff war encore, which is really great. If I recall, um, yeah. And the second night, which we were the encore from the second night, um, proving Papa's drums, Papa's proving traveling light. That's pretty That's good. Right. Yeah. Um, and then a bunch of the, uh, uh, Colonel or Derek trucks guys sitting in. And then for the four night run, the only time they've done the four night run. Um, mm-hmm. and the third night is probably the show that maybe gets the, I wouldn't say the short shift, but it, again, it's a double sandwich with driving pusher, uh, drums pusher and driving but then the weird blue indian low spark rock uh, encore the floozy is great from that show too the floozy yes. is so good i was really i wanted to play that because i would say that's probably the best version of floozy ever oh, i mean they just man. like you're just what? i'm dropping keep, best ofs i told you drop, this is my you're, thing you're dropping superlatives and best ofs and this is going to be like a nine hour episode if it, it keeps up <laughs> So we gotta slow down. That's all right. Okay. And then Sit New Year's down. Eve is a is a great New Year's Eve show with the uh, over the hills uh, post drums. But then then there was also and that there was always great tapes of this around because it was an FM broadcast in Atlanta. So but in a lot of ways, I like the uh, the audience tape is really good and, yes. and is a little more a little richer, I think, than the uh, than the soundboard. Bob will be mad at us for not playing the soundboard, but <laughs> it's better uh, for his ear. Um, yeah. So let's get started. We're going to kick it off with the 29th, the encore with uh, widespread panic with some special friends that we'll talk about on the back end. And then from New Year's Eve, the middle part of the second set, the smack dab in the middle of the show with a nice little Avis impossible, let it rock. But let's get started with the encore on the 29th from the Fox theater in Atlanta.
little song by our friend Vic Chestnut.
All right, you just heard two selections from the uh, Fox Theater run, New Year's 1998, and that was started things out with the second night of four, 12-29-98, the encore of Arlene Into Heaven with uh, Derek Trucks on slide guitar and Dr. Dan Matrazo, Eric Sanders, and Yanrico Scott on drums. And then uh, that was Arlene into Heaven. And then we move forward to the New Year's Eve show, the second set. Uh, we for, we f- What's the past tense of forego? Do we forego? Forego. Forego. I think it's probably foregoed. <laughs> foregoed is not a word. No, we foregoed the Chili Water Jack Chili Water opener and the Wonder and Coconut closer and went for the meat of that with the Ann Avis Impossible Let It Rock in the second set, which um, is just epic as far as I'm concerned. And I'm not like a huge, I mean, I, I like Ann Avis and Impossible. Both, there are some great versions of those songs, but no, not in my top 20 of songs and uh but this segment stood out to me just because the playing is is so good playing's great i agree with you um and uh, love impossible and let it rock together um, yeah yeah it's, so it goes well so so well together stuff. um the encore from the 29th it's just it's i remember when derek said and i know derek had sat in you know several times before you know as early as 94 um but it's just so interesting, you know, hearing Derek, who I thought was awesome in 1998 versus mm-hmm. hearing Derek now. Where he's like, <laughs> right? Derek's like the best guitar player in the world right now, uh-huh. in my opinion. And hear, right. hear him now and then hear him in 98. It's like, oh, it's so cute what he's doing uh-huh. with, the sli- with the slide. <laughs> and now it's just like every time that band plays, I am just flabbergasted by what he does. Um mm-hmm. With you know, it just well, the band is awesome, but just he is just beyond words right now in terms of his talent. But, but yeah, it's cool, it's good stuff, and it's I you know I think the I've all what I you kind of touched on this before. What I always liked about the the, the first three years of the this Fox Run was how many guests always were as part of the show. But it was like a family mm-hmm. reunion because yeah, it's all their yeah, friends. Totally you know? Yeah, it's, it's Blue Ground Undergrass guys. It's Blackman. It's Colonel Bruce. It's Colonel Bruce's guys. It's Derek. You know, it's John just all these Keen, you know, John Keen, yeah, Randall Bramlett. And, and, yeah. yeah. So it's the it's the Athens. It's the Athens Atlanta. You know, crew, and so it's it's always cool. The other the other thing that stuck out to me about this uh, Avis Impossible Let It Rock is that is, you know, a similar position as that A of D Hatfield from nine, from the ninety six run uh, mid second set of the hmm. New Year's Eve show is sort of a cleanup spot for the band apparently. Who knew? Who yeah. knew? Mm-hmm. That's usually so, a time when most, when most bands nod off, but not widespread panic. Let's so let's see what the call is this year on uh, on New Year's mid second set. See what kind of heat they drop. I think mean, we're gonna go with uh, when the clowns come home. Into tickle uh, the truth into, into submission. Tickle the truth into submission uh, into dying man Stevens cat dying man. I'm calling for a split a split dying man at New Year's this year. That's my big call. Oh man! All right. Well, this has been fun, Jeff. Thanks. Um, Yes, it's been good to get the band back together after some time away. And I don't know if that's it was enjoyable for us. I hope other people enjoyed it, and we'll be back in 2019. Hard to believe. 
Iowa so, caucuses are a little more than a year away, everybody. It's time to get serious. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I hope everybody continues to have a uh, happy holiday and have a, a safe and happy New Year's. And um, check us out on uh, on the Twitter at Bluest Tape on Facebook. Um, appreciate all the feedback. Uh, you know, try to respond to everybody. And um, but I'm only one man, and Jeff doesn't help at all. So, oh, man. Uh, but emails are great too. We appreciate all the feedback. It really does. It helps. And um, hope you enjoy it. And we'll see all you folks next year. Happy New Year. This podcast is in the loop, the Legion of Osiris podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with live experiences and podcasts about artists and topics you love. Get in the loop at OsirisPod.com. Seems I've got to have a change of scene. Cause every night I have the strangest dream. Prison by the way it could be Left here on my own or so it seems I've got to leave before I start to scream Someone's locked the door and took the key You're feeling alright I'm not feeling too good myself well, you're feeling all right I'm not feeling too good myself Well, boy, you sure took me for one big ride And even now I sit and wonder why But when I think of you, I start to cry just can't waste my time, I must keep dry Gotta stop believing in all your lies Cause there's too much to do before I die You're feeling alright I'm not feeling too good myself Feeling too good 
Feeling all 